Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to The Real Down. I am your host, Jimmy Skinner. We are coming at you not so live from, I guess, wherever you're listening, <laughs> technically. Uh, with me, uh, again, Garrett Johnson. For anybody that's What's just not picking on? us back up, he's the new co-host, uh, soon-to-be host when I leave his ass with all of this. I'm totally kidding. <laughs> Please don't. Yeah, you, You'd be lost. This. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing well. How about yourself? Just hanging in there. Try to get out on my uh, Hobie the other day, and I guess I messed up my 360 drive, and I had left the like water in my hole, and it corroded all my wiring. So I got to redo all of it, pretty much. Nice. Struggling well, like a little uh, bit. Blake will have a fun, <laughs> fun trip with yours. That's the <laughs> yeah. kind of crap I'm dealing with. Uh, for anybody that's going to be in the Tennessee area, the Tennessee Boat and Fishing Expo is going on this coming up weekend. The let's see, it'd be the third, fourth, and fifth at in uh, Lebanon, Tennessee. Yeah, it's a it's not as big as the East Tennessee Tennessee show, but it's it's really good. I always enjoy it. Uh, you know, twenty twenty it was super big, but COVID obviously, and then there wasn't one, and then a small one. So it's working its back way back up to the glory, but. Uh, come, come see us. Me and Garrett will both be there at some point. I'll be there most of the weekend. Um, so anybody in the area that's listening, I'll be there. The only day I won't be there is uh, Friday. It's my wife's birthday. But other than that, come hang out, buy a kayak, check out all the cool deals on tackle. Uh, show season is in full swing. Yeah. Show season and now tournament season. And I haven't, too. I haven't been to one yet. That's just kind of weird. Fish, fish <laughs> shows are my thing and I've missed all of them so far. Uh, I was supposed to go up to the Cincinnati show. I was going to go check out the Indy show, and I haven't done that. I didn't go to the East Tennessee show. Saving all my money for the wallet if you're going to be doing all that. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'll save all mine for the classic expo. That one's that one's always yeah, way to do it. I spent a lot of money at that last one. But uh <laughs> yeah, so if y'all are uh, in town, make it to that. Uh that's kind of what I've been dealing with is trying to get everything together. Um we start tomorrow. We gotta take everything over there and set up. So I gotta leave like super early in the morning to go do that. Cause they opened the doors to start setting up at eight o'clock and it took us till 8 p.m. last year and i do not want to do that again so we're gonna yeah. try to get on a little earlier uh and i gotta go to murfreesboro in the morning um a lot of the kayak community will know uh know this information by now but uh we lost uh a good guy last week unexpectedly uh, you know diehard member of the new canoe family mike schmitz um yeah. you know most folks that hadn't met him could tell you how good of a person he is. He's just always positive, always smiling, real awesome guy, full of knowledge, um, you know, prayers and everything with his family. I know his wife's dealing with a lot right now, but uh, we're going to actually, I'm going to get his boat tomorrow and we're mm-hmm. going to set up his boat at the show. Just kind of a little memorial for him. Cause the, like there yeah, wasn't really awesome. too many people that fished kayaks in Tennessee that didn't know who he was. So, and he, yeah, he hunted in Africa and all over the, the world and uh, heroes on the water. He was part of everything. So everybody knows him. So I, I yeah, asked his why. inspiration. He really was. Sure. He's going to be missed. I found out last Saturday and it sucked a lot. So I'm sure we'll tell a bunch of stories and get laughing about it, but <laughs> But anyway, on to brighter news. So uh, we're coming at with a, another great show. This week we got the KBF Trail Series kickoff event in Polk County, Florida, uh, Kissimmee Chain. There was a few different lakes uh, attached to this one and a couple that had been removed, which actually it doesn't show the list here on uh, Fishing Chaos. So sorry about that. Maybe they should uh, be turning it. Lake Cypress, Lake Hatchetaniha. Like basically Kissimmee chain, Lake Rosalia, Tiger Lake, Lake Marion, Lake Pierce, Lake Arbuckle, Crooked Lake, and I don't even know if I want to try this one. <laughs> You've missed two already, but it's all good. Uh, Lake Weohiakakpa. <laughs> <laughs> That's forever what I'll know it as now. I don't even, I don't know that one. Uh yeah, so yeah. a bunch of them crazy you know, Native American named lakes down there in Florida. Um, what yeah. we brought for you this week is we've got the day one and day two winners. And we didn't worry about that. There was a two-day event going on, uh, two a day total, kind of like the Pro Series always was. And the Ten Invitational, uh, the same guy did both of those. So he was in the Ten House, so I didn't want to bother him. Uh, we'll try to get him on with the Ten winner for next week. Uh, to let him talk about, you know, how stoked he was to make it into the tin house. Uh, but without further ado, we have the day one winner, Michael Lavoy. What's going on? Hey. And then the day two winner, Mike Elsie, returning guest. Glad to have <laughs> you again. Good to be here, guys. Yep, yep. All right. So uh, first <clears> off, <throat> congrats. And, uh, you know, tell our listeners about they probably know a lot about this. This is one of those like bucket list areas for a lot of people. Um, you know, most folks think about Okeechobee, the Harris chain and the Kissimmee chain, but either one of y'all that want to give us a kind of a rundown of the, the lakes and kind of like the structure that a lot of those fisheries are down there on the Kissimmee chain. Go for it, Lavoie. So, um, 
this is my third time down here. I've been uh, I've been coming down a uh, little family vacation slash fishing thing for the last three years. What I've noticed is most of the lakes are really shallow, um, a ton of grass, uh, lily pads, tulies. Um, it's uh, and there's not a lot of structures, not a lot of. There is some cypress trees in the water. Um, <clears throat> not a lot of rock. Um, and you got a mixture of hard bottom and soft bottom. That's pretty much it. That's that's, that's what I, I I figured out. And a lot of different uh, grasses from what I remember when I was down there. I'm still figuring all that out. Um, <laughs> it's a lot of different well, you figured something out. <laughs> and some lakes didn't have like any grass, really. Uh, when you think of grass, most people are thinking like hydrilla and, you know, coontail and stuff like that. A lot of those lakes didn't have any of that at all. Their their form of grass was the Kissimmee grass. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, you know, like Mike was saying, um, reeds and uh, the uh, pencil reeds. Uh, other people call them buggy whips or, you know, uh, and any sort of variation of, of that type of weed, if you if you want to call that a weed. Arrowheads and pads and spatter dock. That's that was the main types of vegetation down there for the most part. A lot of that spatter dock. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Most of it actually is spatter dock. There's mm-hmm. very little true, you know, flat laying lily pads, but there there is some though for sure. But yeah. a lot of it's spatter dock. <clears throat> so, uh, first off, let's talk about a little bit about the weather uh, setup because I know last year. Uh, I was down there last year and, uh, I remember day one of the tournament when I launched, it was 28 degrees. It was so, ice on the ramp. Yeah, it was stupid. Like yeah. I finally got to go fish Florida in January and it was the coldest weather they'd seen in 25 years. So please tell me how much better it was this year. <laughs> it was, it was better, but I mean, there was like a little bit of low coming in and I started thinking about last year going, no, this can't. Why is this happening? You come all the way down here for this great weather and the fish, and all of a sudden it's like get this low, but it turned out to be not bad at all. It was nice. Yeah, and I'm probably going to take the the blame for the cold front because it is every – and I'm not saying I go to Florida a whole lot, but I've been down there, you know, half a dozen times for different events, uh, not necessarily just the kayak fishing, but, uh, you know, back in the Bass Boat days, I had a couple events down there as well. it didn't matter what time of year I went to Florida, there was always a cold front that followed me there. <laughs> See, like, Jack, Jack <laughs> always. I'm glad you say that, Mike, because I thought it was me too. So. No, I mean, I don't know what it is about it, but it is always like the day or two before the actual tournament starts too. So, but yeah, like, like uh, Mike was saying, that it, this year was not near as bad. I mean, it, it dropped down from, mid 80s to like you know the high 60s for a couple of days and uh <clears throat> at night it got down to yeah. mid 40s up or you know low 50s which again was an absolute cakewalk compared to last year <laughs> yeah, it man. was nothing like last year like la- the we wind we had the wind but we didn't have the cold it was breezy at, at times yeah um but yeah it, it was one thousand percent better than last year <laughs> man I, what's crazy is like i was on the fence about coming down there and i i didn't because last year was so bad like 
I saw the whole cold front thing, and I was like, not again. I'm not yeah. driving all the way past Orlando to get, <laughs> get that crap again. Yeah. But I hate I missed it. I mean, I started seeing all the pre-fishing photos getting shown, and, like, everybody was on freaking tanks, and I was like, oh, figures. Lots of you big know. fish caught. Yeah, man. There were... <laughs> I think when I saw Chad talking about between practice and the tournament, I think he said there was to either 10 or 11 that he knew of double digits caught at that point of the end of day two. That's nuts. Like Florida's got him. Yeah, it it was, it was, it was awesome. Pre-fishing was was great. I mean, um, and I'll go into it later on, but just just as in a quick nutshell, I mean, there the the fish were were biting everywhere. I think. I mean, all the lakes that I practiced on, and I didn't hit them all, but all the lakes that I practiced on, I mean, I was I was catching them. Now some of them, you know, had better quality or all than others, uh, which that you know kind of played into my decision making later on. But for the most part, I mean, you can go in any of the lakes on our list and, and catch fish. So it was. Uh, that's cool for sure. Well, go ahead. Uh, I mean, that, that's where we're at. Let's talk about your pre-fishing a little bit. Uh, so like you said, you've, you've got experience down there. So you've got, you know, history, as they say, um, kind of know what to expect and stuff like that. So just uh, kind of talk about your, your, how you approached your pre-fishing and kind of, you know, things that made your decisions for, you know, aspiring anglers, like how break that thought process down a little bit. Mike, you go first, buddy. Um. <laughs> I, uh, I I went to Hatch uh, first because that's where I, I fished last year, and I wasn't able to get out of the out of the houses, out of the little canals because the wind was ripping so hard. And I'm just in a PA12 with just a forward uh, pedal drive. That's mm-hmm. it. So no motor, no mm-hmm. uh, you know, no um, no power pole, nothing. So I got stuck in there. And on pre-fish, before all that weather came in, I did catch some good fish out there. So I went and I checked those areas out, and I caught fish, and I caught fish in the wood, and I caught fish in those canals. But they really weren't, they really weren't really big quality fish that I was looking for. So I really did a lot of Google Earth kind of homework before I came out, and I picked uh, Marion, Rosalie, Tiger, and Arbuckle, and and then as the the week went on i i i was gonna go fish two lakes but i started at arbuckle and then i was gonna go all the way up and i was gonna fish uh marion and um i found myself on arbuckle and the wind was blowing and the current was was current was flowing through some really deep uh grass and i started catching decent fish and then i hooked into a giant and she schooled me, but they were there. They were on that current and that deep grass. And I'm like, I'm coming back here on day one. That's it. That was it. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecovis store 
Have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Heck yeah. Well, uh, Sounds like it was a good call. It yeah, I know. And that's, so I didn't check any of those lakes last year. I, we didn't ha- have the time, and I got, I, I stuck to hatch one of the canals between uh, Hatch and Kissimmee and uh, we went to Cyprus. Cyprus just looked like it should have been amazing. And I never got bid on Cyprus and it just made me mad because out of all of them I checked Cyprus was, I was like, this will be where I tear them up and never. Got bit. <laughs> but uh, Elsie, tell us about uh, your, your pre-fishing breakdown. You don't, if you don't want to, you know, say where you were, you don't got to. No, no that's cool. That's cool. Uh, no, I just for the most part, I've, Going off of what you just said about Cyprus from last year, anyway, you know, last year that lake was completely choked with with weeds, with grass, and you know it was nothing basically but punching mats all day. But it, the whole lake was essentially one big mat, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I tried out there too, and I caught, I had a couple bites or whatever. They were quality ones, but and it was just uh, it's so hard to find a needle in a haystack out there, and so I you not getting any bites out there last year don't feel bad because i mean it's not like the fish were everywhere and to find a group of fish out there was was pretty tough now when you did it though then you you know they were you were in good shape of course but anyway that's beside the point this year for what i didn't even go to cypress because that's what my was in my mind that that lake was going to be like was just a big solid grass flat again apparently it was completely different this year there wasn't near the grass <laughs> than it was uh, like last year but now I, uh, I i put a little bit of time on just about all the lakes i did not go to hatch i did not go to uh the lake that you were trying to pronounce there and garrett was it's just known as walking water so i don't i'm not even gonna try to pronounce the name but, just, but that's what the yeah. locals call it is walking water <laughs> right. I, did not, I wanted to there's a couple times i mean i drove by the ramp a couple different times and i'm like man I don't know. I just, something just, I don't know. It didn't quite suit, suit me in a way. (laughs) Pardon? So the vibes were off. They were. Yeah. The the vibes were off. So I, I bypassed that one, but I was on, I think all the other lakes. I really liked Arbuckle. Um, Did they, did they take Lake Jackson off? Yes. Lake Jackson, I don't think is in Polk County. Oh, well, that makes sense because it's, it, it's the it furthest be, one out. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's out. So, but uh, yeah, the, the addition to Lake Arbuckle, um, I really like that lake. It's just, it's an absolute gorgeous lake. It was one of the few lakes that had legit 
cypress trees. And if you all know my history, I'm a sucker for cypress trees. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I feel that. Yeah. And, and I can catch fish. I mean, I know I, there's just something about cypress trees. I've just got a good relationship with as goofy as that. Me me too. And that's what sucked me into cypress. I mean, not the name, but it literally has a lot of standing cypress trees that were in the water. And like you said, that place was just so choked out last year. Yeah. But, but you can actually fish them in Arbuckle and, and I know how to fish cypress trees. I mean, I just, I don't know. I just do. I just, I've got that connection i guess with the cypress tree again as goofy as that sounds um and i could catch them i was catching fish i never did catch any real big fish but like my first day there first time ever seeing that lake i caught like 90 inches of my best five i'm like okay this has definitely got some potential not too shabby Uh, (laughs) right so uh, i i spent another day on there uh later on and, and uh uh, caught one, you know, and caught fish. But again, it's just some of the, the quality was just a little concerning. I mean, cause I knew I could go there and at least catch a limit, like nothing. Uh, I was pretty confident in that. Um, but you know, competing in, against this field, I mean, everybody that, that fishes at Invitational, they're good. They're going down there for one reason, the same reason that I was going down there, right? Just get back into the tent house or to get into the tent house to begin with. Right. Right. And so, I mean, you're going to have to have better than average quality of fish on a consistent basis. And uh, I did not find the quality fish that that the uh, Lavoy found. So I I ended up not fishing there. Almost went there the second day, actually. But uh, it just went so yeah. go ahead. Yeah. And I was gonna say we we're gonna get to the, the quality of fish that he found here in just a second. Yeah, right, right, right. He did yeah. he did find a he found them for sure. <laughs> the, lake, the lake had the lake had a lot of everything. It had, like you said, it had the cypress, it had those it, deep grass. The lake kind of choked up, so you had two points, right? Mm-hmm. It, had a, it had a river system, it had a canal, it had a bridge that you could fish up to, right? It had, um, and then it had like some flats on it, some like nice flats in the back where the cypress was. So, yeah. and it had like small chunks of that uh, spatter dock, like little little spots of it, which when that wind's blowing, like I fished California Delta, when you have like little sections of grass like that, tulies or whatever it is, those fish will kind of gang up in there and they'll like, in the current and they'll just pick off bait as it comes by. So mm-hmm. it kind yep. of had a lot of that. And that, that attracted and, and a lot of really big alligators in that lake as well. And <laughs> Dude, yeah, like for real, I actually got to see an, a, an alligator attack. I mean, like full breached out of the water twice. An alligator was getting something. I don't know if it was another gator or if it was a bird or what, but it was the coolest thing I've seen in a long time. I'm just glad I wasn't sitting right there at the time. (laughs) We didn't get our taste of them when we were in Florida last year because it was just so cold. They just weren't moving around. You'd find them on the bank every now and then, but... I have a new respect for them. Yeah, and our buckle was full of them. And I mean, like, eight tens like legit gators and they were kind of growling amongst each other and and all kinds of stuff going on. But uh, the reason why I bring that up again, another kind of silly side note is every time I got around alligators, I was catching fish. 
I, you know, I, I, I've heard that connection from other like Florida boat anglers. Like, yeah, yeah, I, around them in the water, fish around them. Like mm-hmm. they're usually hanging out with their food. Like <laughs> I don't know, I don't know what it was about it, but every time, and it was like that on every lake that I was. If I was on a particular lake and like no gators are anywhere in sight, I wouldn't really get bit. And then I, I'd run up on a gator and like, oh, hey, get. Look at that. There's, a, there's fish. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's the weirdest thing. But I was on a gator yeah. patch, I guess. <laughs> did either of y'all have any uh, curious gators? Like, I didn't. You know, I, I didn't. Did. I had one big one. Like you launched, when you fished it, did you launch from the north? Yes. So when you're coming down the north, you know the, the peninsula on the east side that kind of came out? Yeah. Yeah. On the southern side of that where you had those uh, that cypress trees in there? Right. There was a big giant gator that was sitting on that peninsula. And when I came in there, it j- made a giant splash, jumped in the water and started swimming right at me. And then it stopped and it just it was just sitting there and just stopped. I'm like, okay, I'm going to, you know, I ain't used to this. I'm going to go around. And as I went to the right, it went right and it stopped <laughs> and it slowed down. It's like, okay. Uh, let's go back the other way. Start going back the other way. It turned around and started going back the other way. Oh, like, oh, oh shit. Okay. Spun <laughs> <laughs> around and I just, I just took off. I went fast like, like, just giant lizard. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why I would have felt more confident if I'd had a motor, but those things can swim like twenty something plus miles an hour. It wouldn't have mattered anyway. No, but just being out there just pedals, I'd have probably been freaking out. Like, oh, <laughs> I'm only in a twelve foot kayak. He's probably that big. Like exactly <laughs> right. But I didn't get. I didn't mean to get us uh, uh, on a tangent on a whole alligator no, thing. But, um, that was that was part of my pre fishing though, I guess. But uh, yeah, I like I said, I, I sampled pretty much most or a good chunk of most of the lakes and um i just i settled into one that from history uh i fished the same lake last year in fact pretty much the same area um and did did pretty well um and so yeah taking in multiple factors the weather changing um the pressure that some of these other lakes that i knew that they were going to just going to get pounded uh, not only by kayak anglers, but, you know, there was like a 65 plus bass boat tournament launching out of, you know, Kissimmee State Park or something like that too. And so I knew they were going to run into like Tiger, for example, Tiger. I like fishing Tiger Lake. Mm-hmm. Um, it fishes, it, it's like, I don't know, it, it almost fishes easier because there's only two types of structure those fish can get on. Right, they're either in the pads or they're in the Kissimmee grass because there's nothing else. There's no other type of weed. There's no trees in the water or anything. Right. Um, and so it just seems to fish a little easier. And it fishes smaller though. Yeah. Um, which is a downside. So anyway, all those things combined, the weather change, the, the amount of competitors plus the bass boats, those the, all those things combined kind of pushed me to try to get away from some of that and i ended up basically fishing some history and uh it, it ended up working out yeah. what, lake did you fish, mike? what lake did you fish mike marion is that the one that had the island there are some islands in, in marion yes yeah like on the west side of it there's 
there's two islands on that lake. Yeah, I looked at that because <laughs> we had the wind, and I figured that that island's kind of close to the shore. You'd have that current that'd be ripping through there. I really yeah. Noticed. Plus, there's a boat ramp right there, <laughs> so yeah, it makes it kind of easy. That helps. <laughs> yeah. Like bud, yeah. Bud something or other. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Well, uh, but before we get into the the day one, uh, y'all have a bunch of fan boat encounters. I did not actually. No, and that was a that was a first. I really, yeah. I is a first. I, I figured when I was on like Kissimmee, um, there would uh, there was one I think that went by. Uh, a few crappie guy, you know, crappie fishermen and bass boats and stuff. I mean, and that's another lake I was really considering too because I I've done decent on Kissimmee as well, and I went out there and in, in a practice day and had a limit in like thirty minutes. Uh, yeah, that, there weren't any giants in that in that limit in, in thirty minutes, but I was like, hey, there's definitely some fish here. Um, but yeah, again, it's like okay. I caught <laughs> in practice. I caught a couple like twenty ones and pluses on this lake, and on this lake, I didn't catch anything like that. So, you know, you got to swing for the fences on some of these things. So, I just went with with, with uh, the quality. Nice. Heck yeah! Well, all right. So let's uh, let's you know jump right on into day one. So, uh, who, whoever wants to start, you know, just tell us uh, how your day turned out. I've got a photo already uploaded here for whenever we hit the. The donkey of the day. Yeah. Go ahead, little boy. Um, day one, like I said, I went back to Arbuckle. Um, I immediately went out to the deep, that deep uh, grass um, spatter dock, and um, it was it was ripping right off the bat. The wind was blowing hard, and I just started basically started off uh, with a chatterbait and um like a a, a a punch rig and just started meticulously hitting every single point going in maybe like maybe 30 yards into it and then going to the next one and uh and just moving my way up the lake um and, and that was pretty much it and i i i started catching fish and just stuck with that um, and those fish were kind of right on that, those points. Um, I did go into the trees a little bit. I caught some fish, but they were smaller fish or a bunch of bucks that were right on the trees. Um, I don't know if there was a lot, it looked like there was a lot of bait or fly around. I think they were garters. Um, but I, I immediately kind of got out of there and went back and, and, uh, just, it was tough. I mean, literally I was up and out of the seat all day long, uh, because the wind was just ripping. I didn't have a motor. I just pedal, 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 get up there. Um, sometimes I try and grab some grass and wrap it around my, my H rail and try and hang on there for a minute. But I had to work pretty hard. Um, really did. And, uh, but it paid off. I caught some decent fish. And, uh, I can only I imagine how. So I did it last year in the same boat you're talking about, but with a motor. And yeah. it was everything the motor wanted. Because we had. Uh, Saturday last year, we had 30 mile an hour sustained 40 mile an hour gusts, and it was absolutely ripping, dude. So I yeah, can't imagine only having your pedals like that must have been exciting. <laughs> and no reverse either. When I got into those trees with no reverse, that was, it was just stuff everywhere. I'm like trying to paddle back, paddle backwards and just rods and just, oh, man. 
Jeez. it was it was fun but the fish were there and that you know that kept me into it you know it kept me going um you know it was about a, about two bites an hour um but i was looking for seven bites that's all i was looking for cast like what direction the wind was blowing for most of the day north north north, north wind. Wind. it was a cool <laughs> wind yeah no and, and so most of the fish that you that you were catching, like the better quality, were what stage of the spawn would you say they were in? They were uh, they were post, they were post, or they were just going in. Um, wow. The, the couple of the bellies were pretty soft on on one of them was really soft. So I, just, I think she was she was post, and the other one I didn't check, but I think I think she might have been post too. But yeah, they were <laughs> they they weren't. If you look at the fish, they're not real fat. They're just giant. Yeah. They're just, big huge head with kind of a kind of a natural curvature of the body yeah uh go ahead and tell us about your big one i'm gonna uh, while you tell the story i'm gonna go ahead and pull um, it up here so I, I started to figure out that um towards the, the towards the middle of the day uh late morning they were oh shit are you still on there yeah, we're still here. That's um, me screen sharing. You're good. Oh, okay. Um, they were getting into mixed grass. They were getting to that uh, Kissimmee grass, like Thule style grass, that tall grass, with the spatter dock mixed in. So they were kind of in there. So I started focusing on that. And she was just off of that. And uh, just she she swallowed it. She just ate it right away. And that was That was a lot of fun, like. That fish was. Did she give you a good fight, or did she just kind of give up on you? <laughs> no, she did. Every one of these fish fought pretty hard. I, I got, I, I fished braid on everything. I switched to braid, and uh, luckily that braid cut through that spatter dock pretty good. And mm -hmm. so she ran across and ran back, and um, I just tried to bury the rod in the water a few times, keeping her down. She must have jumped twice, and um, I just got her in the net and just sat back and did the big breath and try to grab some grass to kind of anchor up on it. <laughs> yeah, put the rod down. <laughs> I was, I was just, the wind was just taking me. I was gone. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, what That's did you, awesome. did you happen to get a weight on her? Do you keep a scale with you? No, I don't. She was probably around, I'd say just over eight. I'd say around eight pounds. Cause she wasn't Definitely. real fat. As you can see. So 23 and three quarters. She was a, She's big though. She yeah, she's fat. She's I love that Florida strain look too, man. That just big black back, it's big old yeah, fish. Dark. They're, dark they're fish. different. Like, like compared to the NorCal, Northern California style largemouth, they're just they're, their bone structure is completely different. They're like it's it's. I had to learn the hard way when I first came down here, my first year, and I fished. And I fished Jackson, and I fished the back of Jackson where the canal was. And I hooked into fish to win that tournament. But I couldn't land any of those fish because I didn't hook them hard enough. I was fishing 12-pound test on a medium rod throwing a 6-inch swim bait. And I set the hook on them, and it wasn't hard enough. I couldn't penetrate their mouths. On this tournament... I as soon as I got bit, I just laid in them with sixty-five pound braid, and they were <laughs> in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hero hook sets, out. man. 
<clears throat> I learned that down there last year too that you did. You had to really mean it when you hit hit those guys. Absolutely. Hmm. Which is, you know, I enjoy that. I like giving them that completely right. over just rude hook set that they don't need. I'll do the same thing down here in a clear Creek with like a 10 inch spotted bass. And I'll send a little bastard into the oblivion. And that's still fun. Yeah. I got hit by a couple of them. Then I launched my other one of those 12. <laughs> so that's awesome. Well, uh, Elsie, go ahead and tell us about your day one, man. How, how did your shape out? Yeah, man, it was, um, it, it was kind of a grind as well. Well, yeah, it was overall. It was a grind. I started out, um, I found a little, little area like behind some lily pads that, that just had some like tree limbs or something that had blown in there. So they just basically created little isolated brush piles or sticks or something. Right. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and in practice, I shook a couple fish off of there. So that's where I started and they, it must've been in a, a later day, uh, an afternoon thing because they were not they weren't there um in the morning early so i didn't so I, I left that area just kind of just fished my way down and the first fish i ever that i caught and actually the first fish that i've ever caught in florida out of a dock um and i'm a dock flipping fool up here at home but down there for some reason i can't catch All cold the grass like down there the trees. i know but for whatever reason there's there was this one dock that i was going by in order to get to my next little section there <clears throat> so you know i mean what do you do it's a single dock what the heck right you skip underneath there and my first fish was a 19 and a quarter i'm like well that's a good way to start <laughs> <laughs> i just want four more bites like that now right. and uh, i i i Fished that for just a little bit more and, and didn't didn't do any good. So just kind of continued on down the bank a little bit. And I came into a, a section of uh, just reeds, basically cattails, you know, and, and you know how they, they grow down there. There's like, you know, clumps of them here. There's like, you know, three or four, and then you might have one or two out by itself. And then, you know, so on and so forth. And that's the kind of stuff that I was targeting on. Mm. I know fish, there's bass down there. A lot of times we'll use those. Uh, to spawn, uh, you know, up against at the bases of them. So whether it was if I was going to catch a buck or not, I mean, I was at least looking for a limit first in order to, you know, before you can upgrade. But so then my next fish was uh, came off of something like that. Actually, the rest of my fish came off of stuff like that. Um, and they were, you know, 16, 16 and a half. I had a 15 and then like a 15 and a half. I had a, like a, a nice little bite window from essentially from let's call it eight thirty to about ten ish that I I filled my limit in essentially that hour hour and a half span and so at ten o'clock in the morning I mean I've got eighty four and change I'm feeling pretty good I mean that's a decent start to the limit I got all day we fish until three I got all day to call up and. Uh, Man, I called up one one time there just before eleven, not a big upgrade, but a little bit. I got rid of a fifteen and traded it out for like a sixteen and three quarter or something like that. And dude, it was the last bite I got all day. Oh, wow. I, I was. I mean, I loaded. I even went to the ramp. I loaded up 
and and trailer down to the to the other end of the lake because um, the wind was blowing pretty good at that time. And a few days prior to that in practice, I was just chucking a spinnerbait out in kind of somewhat open water in a way. Uh, there was a little bit of grass out there and then just like real small little clumps of lily pads, just like three or four at a time. And they were real far spaced out. Yeah, I, I, I was chucking a spinnerbait out there and I caught two, like over 21 inches a piece. I'm like, okay, we're going, I'm going south, right? And uh, I'll at least start chunking a spinnerbait or something. The conditions are identical and hopefully I can run into a big one. I never, never got a sniff. So that was pretty frustrating um, to have a solid limit that early in the day and to never have a bite the rest of the day. Um, and then come to find out, of course, I hear people, you know, got on a flurry right there at the end of the day, too. And, and I, I wasn't even in the same planet, for that matter. <laughs> <laughs> I hate those days, man. Oh, man, I don't know. So that, that's how my day one went. It was a, I, I could have went to the house at like 11 and forgot it. <laughs> just, All right. Um, and so, yeah, that, that's how it was. I just didn't I just did not run into that that quality bite that I was hoping to. And uh, if I had to do it over again, um, I probably should have just stuck it out where I started and just, you know, stuck it out up there. Because, I mean, there there was big ones up there, too. I don't, you know, you know, the old saying goes, hindsight's always, you know, 2020. And then you always, you never leave fish to find fish. But, I mean, I had some fish found kind of everywhere since. So, it wasn't quite that extreme in my mind, but looking back now, maybe I should have just, you know, stayed where I was and went for it that way. But right. what do you do? And, and that's, <laughs> like you said, that's a little bit different situation though. I mean, you had your limit. You've kind right. of seen what the size that your limits consisted of and the fish you've been catching. Like, I don't, those are times that I actually consider like, okay, well, I know I had a bigger bite somewhere else. So I, I, I don't fault you for that at all. And you, you still had a, you had a good day, man. You 22nd by the end of day one out of 105. So, you know, I yep. thought it was like 18th or whatever, but anyway, it didn't matter. Yeah. It was whatever, whatever. I check out on the wrong day. That's it, okay. It says 22nd, but who knows? Okay. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It's fine. I mean, I know in the, Long run, I was essentially one one big fish away from fishing in the ten. So it's that's oh, <laughs> all I needed. I know. Yeah. <laughs> and and then you know to go back, uh, Michael, you ended up with the win with uh, ninety eight and three quarters, and just something uh, for you numbers folks that pay attention. Ninety eight and three quarters, and he still had a sixteen and a quarter in the bag. So yeah, another that's... one of these sacks that one more crazy fish is just blowing it out there. You know, yeah, not yeah. giving yeah. a day, man. And uh, before we get into, oh, go ahead. I hooked into her too, and I I lost her. I lost, I lost two really good fish in the in the grass. I just, it just got too wrapped up. I just couldn't get them out. I I I try and like feed them a little line and see if they could work their way out, but she just kept jumping and spinning in it, and just uh, yeah. But I'm blessed for what I got. I'm happy. Oh man, that's that's you can't. It was a great day. And then uh, before we uh jump over into day two i wanted to give uh russ a little shout out with that uh donkey that he caught that day uh whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt at midwayusa.com we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns advanced scent control technologies and weatherproof options to withstand the elements 
Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why Midway USA offers super fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal develop high quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com 24 or something like that? Yeah, 24 and a half, I think. God. That's <laughs> yeah, respawn right there. That's yeah. He's ready to pop. Yeah. For anybody that hasn't seen it, he's got a cool little video that he shared up on it too. It's a pretty cool catch. Uh but yeah, so let's uh so, wanna back up I wanted to ask word. So on yeah, the first day, were you guys kind of mostly catching them like punching or kind of moving baits? <clears throat> punching and chatter baits are kind of the main deal, but I, I was flipping. That's all I was doing. I was flipping. I couldn't. I couldn't buy hardly buy a bite on a moving bait. I caught out of the whole week of practice and everything. I caught one fish on a chatterbait. I wow. I don't know, and that's very un, un, That's not yeah, yeah. normal. <laughs> by any yeah. Now it was a good one too. By the way, it was like a five pounder out of Lake Pierce, and I tried to do it again on a on another day, and I, I, that was the only fish I caught all week on the chatterbait. It's weird. Wow. Um, I fished uh, four different baits. I fished a swim bait, I fished a chowder bait, a spinner bait, and that uh, punch rate. Um, <laughs> and the chatter bait got me bit a lot. Um, but like in the trees, I had to run it. I had to run it into the tree to get them wow. to, to bite. Almost like a square um, bill, like bang yeah, it off like, of it. But I tried to square bill, but there was too much grass so, <clears throat> or debris or that. That black, squiggly, hairy stuff. I don't know what that stuff is, but there was a bunch of that stuff in there. And yeah. so the, the chatterbait kind of made it through all that stuff. Um, and then once I was in open water, um, it was a, a, the, uh, the swim bait and the punch rig. And that's hmm. that's what really. Well, when you were talking about catching them in some of the deeper grass, you know, everybody knows the depth of saying it's deep, you know, relative. What kind of deeper grass are we talking about here because like like we said everything out there for the most part shallow four and a half feet yeah wow yeah four and a half that once i found that deeper grass um just uh that's awesome well uh postponed recouping area sounds like that's exactly what i thought it was it was kind of like in areas where um where you could tell there were some flats and there were some trees around and they just kind of mm-hmm. go to that and then you, it, it just looked good it looked healthy yeah Sweet. smart it's kind of it's awesome. crazy for me that like <coughs> you know end of january post spawn already like right. we we, yeah. have, we have it until may here in alabama like to think that those fish are already some of them are already on that off edge of that cycle it's just like F some Florida, those, that's what I gotta say. Some of those lakes, you know, obviously they they warm up faster than some of the others do. And, and I read that in in just some of my uh, 
homework and research that I was doing that Arbuckle was one of the first lakes that they that they spawn. I think a part of that is because the the cypress trees and the the real tannic water that water's just jet black and it warms up the bass there um, compared to some of the other lakes. Like you know where I was fishing, they were just just now coming in. I mean, all my fish were were fat, and I'll get into it here in a minute when we start talking about the day two stuff. But um, some of the some of the males that I caught, I knew were males because they were peeing all over me when I was trying to measure them. <laughs> so I, that clued me in on some stuff too. Yeah. Listen, what'd you get, Mike? What'd you get for a water temperature on uh, on Marion? <clears throat> mid sixties, low to mid sixties. In um in the back, the trees in Arbuckle, I was getting seventy degrees at the end of the day. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Wow. Yeah. It, it warms up a whole lot faster on Arbuckle than it some of these other places. I bet you our water's like in the freaking forties right now. Fifties. <laughs> oh man. Well, let's go ahead and jump into day two. I want to hear about it. Uh, you know, uh, any any big changes in the weather front, weather pattern? Uh, still a lot of wind. Go ahead, jump in, Elsie. Uh, really, the only difference was the it was a little sunnier. I mean, the, it was still a little breezy. I don't know if it was quite as bad. Lavoy, do you remember? Was it quite as when do you listen? I didn't in think it morning, was. In the morning, it was a little bit, right? But then it kind of chilled out. And we had. Yeah, the- I think you're right. Um, but I, I do know that it was sunnier longer throughout the day. It was a dark, cloudy, gloomy day on the first day. Yeah. Um, the morning, it was a little cloudy and then it kind of cleaned right up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was like one of the most beautiful sunrises I've seen in a long time, for sure. Wasn't it? I got oh, my gosh. It was, it was unbelievable. Yeah. Like a uh, but, array of colors going on. Yes, it was. Purples and all that. It was. It's awesome. Um, but yeah, for me, man, I um, I I struggled so bad internally there to to even the when I woke up that morning of actually where I was going to fish. Mm-hmm. I had did not have my mind made up. I mean, I had my mind made up that I was not going to go back to the same area. <laughs> okay and then again then i started thinking all right well i know arbuckle just got pounded uh i know tiger got pounded and i know this lake has bigs in it and maybe for whatever reason maybe they'll bite better this is like my only my best odds of putting up a big sack in my mind and so i'm like Ugh. all right i guess i'm gonna go back I know I sound nuts, but I reluctantly went back to the same lake, went back to the very same. I I essentially just did the exact same thing. I fished the same areas, the same time. My my pattern, my my rotation was almost the same. It was a little different this time um, because of what happened uh, mid morning here. Um, But yeah, I and then to top it off. My very first fish, yes, came earlier in the day. My first one came at 7.30. I'm like, okay, cool. That's a bonus. <laughs> it was a whole whopping 14 and a half incher. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, there goes this day. <laughs> and then uh, – Here we go again. Okay. Here we go again. Yep, that's, that's exactly what I was thinking. Yep, well, Florida's going to kick my butt again. Um, and then I didn't have anything for like an hour, and then I'm – Moved. I fished that one dock again just because, right? And I, of course, there wasn't anything there. I knew that was a fluke, but um, the next little section of reeds and stuff where I caught a few fish there the day before, um, 
I fished one of one of those clumps and uh, I pulled an 18. I'm like, okay, all right, that's cool. We can do that. And then again, nothing for a while. Uh, actually, nothing at all in that section. So I picked up and I was heading down towards the other corner. Um, I was probably a good half mile away. And uh, so I'm going down. I'm, I'm basically just paralleling this whole big line of lily of spatter dock lily pads heading towards this other corner of the lake that's got a mixture of stuff kissimmee grass and the pads and the and the um cattails and all that kind of stuff that i've been fishing and out probably 30 40 50 yards or so was like literally two little strands of kissimmee grass just sticking out of the water like 10 yards apart from each other. I've seen it before. I've passed by it a thousand times. I saw people pass by it a thousand times. Nobody ever fishes it. Nobody ever <laughs> stops to do it. So as I'm like cruising by, I went, okay, I'm just going to pitch one out there just because. And I get freight trained and broke off just like that. Ooh. Oh, I'm like, are you serious? Okay. So I, uh, I get retied, get repositioned, make another pitch over there, and wham, I catch another 18. I'm like, well, how about that? But I didn't think that that was the fish that broke me off, though, because that fish that broke me off, even though it was so fast, I mean, I felt the weight. It was freaking heavy. And so as I'm measuring this fish, this 18-incher that I just caught, like I just mentioned a minute ago, it was peeing all over me. I'm like, Oh, thinking to myself male. that's a freaking huge male for where i come from i'm not used to the 18 inch males yeah so if yeah. this is the male how big is that female that's over there Found my so digit. i'm getting excited that's yeah. right I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I i put a different bait on you know to to give it a different look a different presentation i threw over there i hook up and it comes off <laughs> like I, I I couldn't. It was like running to me. I couldn't keep up with it. It comes off. I'm like, all right. So I'm starting to get a little frustrated. But I'm like, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna leave that stick, if you will, alone for a second. I'm just gonna throw over to the next one, which is like say 10, 15 yards or so away, if that. Mm -hmm. My first pitch over there, I get something picks it up, and I set the hook, and it's going coming to the coming to the boat. Is I couldn't keep up with it, and it comes off too. I just <laughs> Dang, I'm like. Man. I can't do anything right. I'm just, I'm blowing it, right? Because I know, like, from the day before, my, my opportunities were very short. You know, I didn't have a whole lot of bites. If it was going to be anything like the day before, my bite window is going to be over in the next hour or so. <clears throat> so I'm, I'm really getting upset. <laughs> yeah, that, that, those are those moments that really, like, test your nerves. Like, yeah. I, I feel like this is why they should allow alcohol. Because <laughs> that would have been like a beer cracking moment. Like, all right. Something. So <laughs> I went ahead and, and threw back into the second piece of grass where I, I just lost the one because I couldn't keep up with it. And I got hit again. And this time, I, like you said, laid the wood to it this time. I crossed <laughs> its eyes. And it turned out to be a 22 and a half inch behemoth of a bass. Nice. The heaviest, shortest bass I've ever caught 
I mean, I know this thing only was only like 22 and a half inches. Look at the girth. Oh, God. That's so big. <laughs> I kid you not, man. I really, and I didn't have a scale, so that I could be off a little bit. But I'm telling you, I'm, I bet you that fish was very close to 10 pounds. Oh, I, I wouldn't even doubt yeah. that because you, you think about the vertical measurement you see right here, you know, it was as, 10 to 12. She it's was probably, as, God, yeah. I don't even know around. She was as fat as she was long. I'm telling you, it, yeah. the girth she on the thing was huge. It's crazy. Yeah. 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 So here's such the, a fucking good fish. It was, it was awesome. I just wish that her tail was just a little bit longer. But anyway, it, it, it is what it is. It was cool. So then, um, you know, I get this fish in, and of course, you know, I get some pictures and some, you know, war groups going and some let's goes and all this stuff, right? And I, I finally get my composure after putting her back in the water. I'm like, okay, now that fish just came off of the stick that's over there. I don't think, I don't, is it possible that there's still another fish over, over here? <laughs> so I make a couple more pitches. And didn't get anything. I like, all right, maybe for whatever reason, maybe that was the one that broke me off, and, and she just moved over after being disturbed a couple times or something. But yeah, I don't know. Whatever. I'll make one more pitch before I go on. Thump, hook up, and I throw a nineteen and a half in. So off of those two yeah. little sticks of grass, over sixty inches of bass come up in thirty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> That's so crazy. You got five bites on. Oh, and and here's the here's. The, the when I netted the nineteen and a half, my bait for my first cast where I got broke off fell out of its mouth. Oh. It still had the plastic. Yeah. I was throwing a little creature bait. The first my first cast when I got broke off, it was like in my net. I'm like, wait a minute, where'd that thing come from? Because <laughs> I was throwing a, a lizard at this point in time, complete something completely different, and that thing wow. still had plastic in its mouth when I netted it. That is so crazy. It was. Yeah. So I thinking back and I didn't really look at the 19 inch or all that all that close. I'm wondering if I had two big males and one female on the same bit. So yeah. I saw that for the first time in Texas a couple of years ago where a you, orgy you found a, literally the female was like <laughs> so big that she had two like four pound males hanging out with her. And I was like, yeah. damn, that's nuts. It's crazy. Yeah. And so that, that filled out my limit. Those, those, those three fish right there filled out my limit. And then I went on down to, excuse me, to my next little spot there. And uh, I called out that 14 with an 18 and a quarter at like, I don't know, 10 something, 30, 10, 45, again, close to 11. And then once again, same as yesterday, not another bite the rest of the day. Wow. Well, at least the know. bites were better before they shut off this. I know. Like, <laughs> I know. Man, I, was, I was so sweating bullets, though, because I was like, I know I'm just getting passed up right now because I can't catch the, the dang fish to save my ass. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Day two, day two is different, though. You could tell it was going to be tougher, just for me, at least. I felt like it was a tougher day. So, I mean, <laughs> well, you must have felt good, though. You, you had I did, it, but then well, I was talking to josh sharp you know he he did really well there right he was almost he was second in the tentational we're yeah it's we ended up in the same area he fishes the same spot every year all right so mm -hmm. um and so we have that you know respect for each other of course i'm not going to just go in i know where he's fishing but i'm not i kind of have like my section and he had his section right 
well, we're talking at the we're talking at the award or before the awards and everything set up. He's like, "Man, did you catch all those in the afternoon too?" You know, I'm like, "What are you talking about?" I said, "Yeah, I only had one fish at noon, and then I, the last hour I had put up 93 inches." I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" I was right there, and I couldn't get a bite for four hours. <laughs> That's crazy. So yeah, they apparently turned on there in the afternoon as well. Not for me. <laughs> I couldn't get it done. <laughs> it's tough. Well, uh, tell us about your your day two, uh, Mike. Let's hear my, it. My day two was was didn't wasn't very good. Fishing was okay. Um, I, I pulled eighty six inches, but what happened was when I left that morning, um, I'm on West Coast time. I adjusted my time on my Lawrence, and you know when in a, on a Lawrence when you go up, it's like you get like five or six different things per hour. You know, it's like. 146 and then you know 206 and then oh you know what i mean oh so yeah I yeah yeah i adjusted it and i don't know what i did but i adjusted an hour different so oh. yeah so i went out and when i came back in i was late i was late I, I, oh, I, oh dang it i pulled i had 86 inches i i figured out that my total would have been uh 184.75 it would have put me in third place for the double but it is what it is man just, that is heartbreaking I, not gonna happen no. again i'll tell you that um oh yeah <laughs> you learned that lesson <laughs> but you know I'm, I'm okay i'm still blessed with day one and I'm, I'm all right i learned a lesson i caught good fish and it is what it is i'll be back next year so yeah, yeah no, you set some alarms on your phone or something. For yeah, next time. He, my man's gonna have like two phones, a watch. <laughs> like, he ain't worried about the Lawrence time no more. But the, the fishing was was good. It was it was it was different. It was I could tell it was tougher. Um, I just kind of went back to the same areas, kind of the same thing. I, and then I kind of had to mix it up a little bit. Um, less swim bait, um, more punch. Um, and then I went over to where the, where the river, uh, the canal was, where the bridge was. And on day one, it was ripping so hard that the current going through there was nuts. It was crazy. Hmm. And the, the bank is really, really <laughs> steep there. It's like, it's like three feet. Right. Yeah, but I knew there were going to be no fish kind of on that. And there was some smaller fish that were kind of tucked in and a little like, you know, in the grass a little bit, but there was nothing big. And I'm like, day two, I'm going to go back towards the end of the day because I know the wind was going to be chilling out. And I went back there and I was pitching a chatterbait, um, flipping a chatterbait, maybe like 10 feet, hmm. let it hit the bottom, pop it up, let it hit the bottom, pop it up again, and then slow, just bring in real slow. And you know, when you're reeling a, a really good balanced chatterbait on braid, that thing is like, oh, yeah. And this, 22 just came out of the side and just wow <clears throat> dang and there was no grass around so she wasn't going anywhere and no grass or anything and i just i landed her and i was i was pretty happy and i also caught a 20 that day and then i had two at a 13 seven five a 16 and a half and then i had like a 13 and a quarter i think so i had those two little little dinkers on there that i had to get rid of and i just couldn't get rid of them it was that was it, but I had a good day. It was a lot of fun. It, it oh was man, beautiful weather. Yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah. And Florida showed out, man. I I should have tried to count up all the twenty inch plus fish that were caught at this event over the the span of it. But there was a freaking lot. Like 
I just flipping through fishing chaos. I mean, there was no, sh- I mean, it's like everybody caught one good one, you know? Yeah. And uh, again, <clears throat> I think that shout makes out. for a really good event. Cause like everybody oh. has a good fish story that they come home with. And Oh yeah. Like and everybody it, I, I feel like time. there's a reason that KBF stays in that area this time every year, you know, I wish I could, you know, of course I'm sure everybody does wish you could string your best fire that you had throughout practice and everything just to see, you know, Right. Um, yeah, like a little side pot. That'd be cool. Right. I probably yeah, would have had like a pre-fishing champ side pot or something like that. If I could have strung my best five together, I, I don't know. I probably would have had, I don't know, probably a, uh, maybe 107 to 109-ish or something like that. And guys pull that. <laughs> and, and like the online tournaments, they, they pull like 110. And oh, like, yeah, they do. Yeah. yeah, all the time. Yeah, and I didn't catch you know I didn't catch a twenty four, you know donkey like y'all did, but uh, I had several that twenty to twenty one, twenty two range though over the course of the week. And speak, speaking of the donkeys, uh, just give another shout out to another giant one. Uh, Bobby Dennison caught this freak twenty four yeah. and three quarters. <laughs> I mean, he looks like he's literally gripping it to huck it like a football. It's that freaking <laughs> big, like it's so big, and it like. I don't know if this would hold true down in in Florida. My knowledge with the fish when they're that dark and they they're starting to almost gray is that's an old fish. I mean, obviously it's old because of the size, but when they start to make that that like turn over the hill in their life, that that more gray color comes out. Like that's a dinosaur of a giant bass, man. That's a giant. That's so. Yeah, I would <laughs> when that head came out of the water. I would have probably had a stroke and just died. Like, <laughs> somebody can grab the rod. It's over for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah I just wanted to shout it out because, I mean, there were so many big ones. The mouth. The mouth would have been like, oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. I could. I know I could stuff both my hands. And I know I don't have the world's giant, you know, biggest hands, of course. But I could stuff both my fists in, the, in that 22-incher that I caught. It's crazy. It was Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It was crazy. Again, I think it was taller than it was, or wider than it was tall on the inside. It's crazy. I, so nuts, man. I remember on that big fish I caught, she swallowed it deep, and I remember I could take my whole hand and just put it, put it all the way in, and just and just get the hook out. Like I couldn't, I can't do that at home with the bass back home. I can't do that. Like, Jesus, this is easy. Okay, that's so. I've caught some good ones. I've caught one twenty three on uh, Pickwick, but it—I mean, even it didn't have a mouth like that on it. Like, you could almost get your hand in it, but that's crazy. Yeah. Well, y'all, y'all did a great job, man. I'm, I'm excited that the season's kicked back off. Y'all had a, you know, great first run at it. Um, you know, took home some good yeah. money and good AOI points. You know, get everything uh, rolling on. Well, what do y'all got next? Uh, who, who, who's, what's your next tournament? I've got Lake Murray, South Carolina next. February. Gotcha. Um, I'm going back uh, NorCal, and I'm fishing a local event, uh, Yakabass event up there. I'm going to fish that kind of stuff. But I am going to try and make it to at least three. I'm going to go down and try and make it to Havasu. Uh, Obviously, we've got the KBF and the Delta. Um, And I'd like to do one more. Um, I don't know where, but 
know, we'll see what happens. If I can scrounge a boat somewhere, maybe I'll fly out somewhere. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's can I ask, like, logistically, how did you get all of your stuff to Florida from yeah, California? I think we that's actually a... missed it. I don't know <laughs> if we talked about it. My, Mike Lavoie came all the way to Florida from Sacramento, California, so NorCal, like you've been hearing him talk about. So this was a stretch for, for a yeah. tournament angler. It's a long way. <laughs> yeah. right. I, I actually bought a PA-12 from uh, a friend of mine that I met down here. Um, his name is Doug Wilson. Wow. and He's a he's a big fish guy out here, and I bought one of his uh, old PAs, and he just kind of gave me some gear and a board, and I kind of traveled with some rods and some baits and a few reels, and uh, just you know he gave me what I needed. Necessity. I mean, my net was just put it away. I just needed I needed a bigger net. I can't tell you that, but it worked. <laughs> it worked. So um, that's cool. Yeah, I'm really happy. He really helped me out, honestly. Um, and I just went fishing, man. I just. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You know, I, I fish in the Delta. I know current. I know grass, and I just did my thing. <laughs> that's so. That's, that's awesome. awesome. My, you you came. You showed up with the minimal, gathered what you needed, and now you're taking roots in uh, Florida because uh, you're still there, aren't you? Yeah, we're gonna stay here. We're not gonna go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I've definitely these uh, <clears throat> these getting canceled. He's decided to stay and yeah. just root himself in <laughs> South Florida, Central Florida. <laughs> yeah, just keep cashing checks there. He'll pay your rent and stuff. Right? Yeah, for I, real. I, I'm definitely a good place to be this time of year. I, it'd be nice if 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 KBF uh, <clears throat> partnered with another, or or maybe there was another event like a bass event, like a week later. I think you'd have a lot more guys that would come down in January and do. Oh, yeah. And then I'd say third week in January, fourth week in January, first week of February. KBF bass and guys that would come. Like, there's a out west. We have some sticks out there, man. We have some really good. I mean, look at Cody. There are guys you you haven't heard of that are just dominant out west. Yeah, and they're eventually going to make it out here. You'll see them, but that kind of stuff would attract them out here. Dude, I'm telling y'all, if Tasmua and Damian Tao ever come away from California, that's, that's, y'all, everybody's got a problem. Like, those dudes dominate out, out west. Like, <laughs> I, I fish with those guys. Like, I travel to some Southern California stuff with, with Damian and uh, John Myers. I'm telling you, man, those guys, they're hammers, dude. They will, they'll, they'll, they'll come down here and take advantage. For sure. Well, uh, we appreciate y'all coming on, and I know we had to work out all the, the times and dates, and I, I'm glad we got to do it. It's been fun to get back into the tournament swing. We've been talking to some directors after our, our you know, Christmas break we do with the podcast, and I've been getting the itch, and now it's like talking to tournament anglers, and especially this tournament, just freak fish everywhere. It was freaking <laughs> exciting, man. Um, this is the part of the show we we like to to get you know step back and let y'all 
uh, thank anybody that, you know, makes it easier for you. Thank your sponsors, your family, uh, shout out anybody you want to. So whichever one of y'all wants to start, man, take it away. I'm going to go, Mike. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, I, I, I definitely want to, first of all, I want to thank you guys for having us on. Um, it's a, it's always a good time. And Pleasure having you. Yeah. You know, the, the support team, um, I, I call them the support crew <laughs> that I've got there with, uh, Shred Fit Apparel and Native Watercraft and Titan Tungsten and Yak Attack and Dakota Lithium, um, Bowman Family Holdings, um, Fishing Online, Fitzgerald Rods. Um, I'm sure I'm probably missing a couple, but uh, you know they they know who they are, and and I, I know 100% without a doubt that I could not do this without them. And so I definitely want to give a shout out to all those, all that family and uh the the folks that that support me all my friends and family and the support that i get from competitors and other anglers you know all the congratulations that i've gotten uh you know through facebook and instagram and text and all that kind of stuff um really means the world to me um means more than than winning actually does and, and this one i i can tell you was was awful special to me it's uh my first trail series of uh win and uh, to do it in Florida, which is a state that I do not have a very good track record in, it's that that state always seems to kick my butt in one sense or another. Um, to get the season off started off on a good note like this, uh, man, it feels good. I just uh, hopefully I can keep the momentum going. And uh, again, I just want to thank all the supporters and, and friends and family and and all that. So again, thank you all. Awesome, man. What about you, Louis? Um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I I didn't. You know, I had no expectations coming down here. I just, uh, I was down here with, uh, with my family, um, to, uh, visit my, with my mom. It's her birthday. And, um, you know, they were off doing their thing when I was fishing and I was really appreciative that my wife was cool about that. And she's super nice. She supports me. Um, and you know, friends back, uh, back West, they were really supportive and like, come on, let's go, Mike, let's go. Um, and then obviously, you know, sponsors, uh, Lawrence, uh, rely on motor guide um, bransonbaits.com p-line afco uh red one systems um bobby d baits hey do you guys mind if i show you that red one systems thing that punch that i was using yeah go for unique. it yeah i don't want to i don't want to plug up too much here but no go for it it's kind of it's kind of neat so if you look at that weight right and there's a little wire oh, yeah. so it's in tokyo it's a tokyo right but it's it's you've got that weight and it kind of slides through there that huh. that thing punches through everything and because in florida we have that like sometimes you'll have that little bit that grass or that whatever that is on the bottom just kind of yeah. goes right down there and i could find the hard bottom and that that thing is so sharp it just goes through everything so i want to thank them and Give me some baits, uh, some baits to go out here and try, and they were obviously really successful. Um, and uh, yeah, and thank you guys for for having me on. I really appreciate it. And uh, thanks KBF for uh, having these events and uh, making them so professional. Um, and I'm looking forward to next year. Awesome. And thanks KBF for writing me a big fat check. Y'all both forgot to say that part. But... <laughs> yes, thank you for that too. Hey, I I do want to do one or what make one more mention as well and, and that's the whole video release thing i don't know if you all caught the whole 
the whole thing during uh, our our awards and stuff. So I had I had a couple of fish that were challenged because they they were they were very very similar. I had the, the two eighteen inches that I caught on the second day. I had a couple of characteristics that man it looked like they were the same fish. Um, but I mean they were caught a half mile from each other, and there's some other characteristics that once you looked, of course there was you know no question. But my point is. The video release that that we do um, that is highly recommended, um, I absolutely second that. You, I, I highly recommend video releasing your fish because it came down to me showing Chad that hey, so here's the fish that I had. Um, here's my video release of that fish. You can see that I put it in the water, it swam away, and then I there's the timestamp. There's my location stamp. Okay, so then I went to the other fish in question and say, okay, here's the release of that fish. Here's the timestamp, and here's the location of that fish. Wow. End of story. Yeah. Done deal. And that right there um, is why I have this sitting behind me right now. That's awesome. So I just want to give a a, a plug because not only does it it, it it saves the integrity of the sport the individual um but it also it's it, it, it's the saves the integrity of, of the whole system right yeah so, oh yeah yeah that's awesome. sure. did you did you do a bunch of video releases mike i video release every fish i catch we do so i did i did i did, I did four on the four, <clears throat> on the four big fish you know with the whole like you know check it out yeah, whole, yeah. no i do that on every uh and and we kind of started that in like the national championship in the 10 last year. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of where that started. And then I got a little more of a taste of it um, in the world championships, or excuse me, in the Pan American games uh, that I competed in, in Mexico this past December, where we used a different, um, we used a different app and we were required to, video the whole thing we didn't even take a picture of the fish we videoed the whole thing of the fish on the board us talking say here it is it's whatever it is 20 inches or whatnot and then releasing the fish the whole thing was a 12 second video we had 12 seconds to video all that um and mm. may i tell you what at first i was like man there ain't no way it's hard enough to take a picture of the day thing let alone get a video of this whole right. what you know and so once it was all explained and like, you know, you got 12 seconds to do this and if you don't, then you just do it over you until you get it right. And man, it was slick. I absolutely loved the whole thing. And I, I feel that that can be the future. Oh yeah. We've, yeah. we've had too much uh, in, in the recent history in tournament fishing with uh, accountability and, you know, fish challenges, which are accepted. I mean, you, you need to be yep. challenged by your peers. If you see something that looks, yep. you know, suspicious or, you know, I mean, cause I mean, I've caught two fish, the same fish twice in one day and not realized it. And then I had to back. You're like, Oh shit. Right. <laughs> like, right. right. But, uh, I think, I think you could be right. I think it, it'll probably take steps towards it. I think video release will become more, um, prevalent throughout them and then it may turn into a full video of the whole process like you're talking about y'all did in mexico mm -hmm. but 
I guess so. that's a conversation for another yeah, day. Yeah, that's a different podcast. I'm sorry. I just wanted to. Oh, you're good, man. You're good. Well, uh, awesome job, guys. There. Congrats on the, the first event of the year. Hope you all have a kick-ass year for the rest of the year. And hope to have you back. You know, we'll be watching. Y'all Y'all kick-ass at another event, and we'll be you know glad to have you back on. Yeah, I'm sure we'll Appreciate see you guys it. around. Yeah, Appreciate thanks, it. guys. Awesome. Well, we'll talk to y'all later. We appreciate it. All right. Yeah, get home safe. Um, Mike. Thank you. Other Mike. <laughs> <laughs> my flight Mike again. Yeah. If they cancel your flight again, it's a sign from God just to stay home. <laughs> go fishing with it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right. Guys. For me. <laughs> Thanks. All right. Thanks, guys. Awesome. Man, yeah. I want to say Good I wish stuff. I was down there, but I know if I'd went down there, the fishing would have sucked. It would have been 10 <laughs> yeah. degrees and snowing and no big fish would be caught. So, yeah. no, we'll uh, keep you out of there then. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like no. they had a, had a good time, though. Like, it's I, always hoping... cool, like this event, because it's like one of the first big events of the year. So there's a lot of excitement around that. And it's awesome for those guys to take on the wins on that. Oh yeah. I mean, you got to feel good starting your season off with a W, you know? Uh, and then yeah, you know, Florida, like bass fishing heaven, like one of the two or three, like, yeah, I, I'm hoping that those vibes come walking all the way up here to Gunnersville, beginning of March. <laughs> yeah. I need pre-spawn and spawning fish, fatties in the grass, biting on my frog. And yeah, that's all I can wouldn't complain about that. Yeah, no, like I wouldn't complain about a couple 24s or 23s thrown in there either. Oh man, I've caught a 23 on G. I would like to see something bigger on G. I feel like it could be done, but I feel like it's not a it's not a high probability as what's down there. You know, I've never caught any freaks in the spring on Gunnersville. I always catch my big ones in the dead heat of the summer frogging. Or or punching, you know, but yeah, I've, I you know, and, and I know they do. I mean, you keep up with any kind of tournaments, bass boat or not. You know, they catch freaks on Gunnersville in the spring, but hopefully this is the yeah, year. Uh, it kind of sucks that I mean, I I completely appreciate our new pre fishing uh, cutoff times and yeah. off periods. Bassmaster and Hobie are doing, but at the same time, we have a a local club event the same day tvka and naca both the same day as that tournament and like all of my buddies are wanting to go pre-fish and go exploring and i'm like i can't freaking go like <laughs> sorry man <laughs> yeah but so that's seven uh, days before yeah, the tournament nice. i'm gonna be bugging the shit out of you me and you gonna have to go go tear it up yeah uh, i'll be there i'll be ready i got it marked off already oh yeah uh so did you get the the stuff worked out with tourney x this time around no, I don't know what the deal is. I don't know if it's a an update issue. I'm 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 gonna email uh, Dwayne about it because like everything on the app comes up or the website it comes up, but as soon as you try to get into the tournament archives, they it's like that page does not exist anymore. It actually says this. Well, this page is not working right now, so I'm gonna let him know because I mean, how many people are actually looking back on Tourney X? Probably not many. So nobody's probably hit yeah. him up yet, <laughs> but, uh, so sorry again, folks. Uh, I know the 10's going on. Um, I yeah. think they find out the winner of that tomorrow. I think. 
and so uh, we'll have that yeah, show next so. week uh, a lot of hammers in that a lot of good fish were caught uh i know the last everybody saw josh stewart was running away with it i think he had a seven inch lead or something like From that yesterday. And you know, yeah, yeah and and he if, if if i remember correctly i think he's qualified for the 10 more than anyone else and he hasn't ever won it i could see it so he <laughs> he is due this event so and i yeah. know when i talked to him in october like this is the only thing he was talking about like winning the 10 getting <laughs> back and then winning the 10 so you know i hope it i hope it worked out i hope he yeah they did a little interview at a, a little bar tonight just seeing who they who each person thought would come in dead last and he just had a shit-eating grin on his face like i think he took it home <laughs> so uh, we shall see. We shall hopefully have that on next week. Um, yeah. If not next week, we'll get it on at some point. But uh, yeah, uh, for all my fishing freaks out there, if you like seeing big bags, uh, go check out what some of the boat guys did in Sam Rayburn this weekend. Uh, they broke 40, 41 pounds. God. <laughs> yeah. 41, 41 pounds for five in a tournament. I That's think they're stupid. big with 1068 or something like that. So if you hear this and you haven't heard about it yet anywhere else, go I Google it. I'm sure it, it popped up all over my phone. I'm sure you can find it. So well, you got anything else, brother? No. no, I think that pretty much does it for me this week. I'm ready for the show this weekend and uh, getting excited for that. Getting to talk to people, talk fishing all day. For talk fishing stuff at good discounted prices kind <laughs> yeah. of um trying to trying to figure out if I, how much i could budget for that but it's gonna be slim for this go around i've only got like i've got one booth in mind that i know is gonna be there and i'm probably just gonna save all my money for that one and it's i've been fishing primarily with spanker jigs for the last like two years <laughs> and yeah. they're out of they're out of coleman and they sell at a lot of shops around here but uh, he brings out like everything he has at these expos. So he's got spinner blades, spinner baits and blade baits and Demiki rigs and hmm. all his new crazy color combos. And then he brings all of his skirt material with him so he can make you some right there. You can buy the material from him. And I That's talked to awesome. him in the off season. So I'm probably giving him all my money this week. I'm going to load the <laughs> hell up on uh, his swim jigs. If you, if you're a jig guy and you like swim jigs, try to find or, drive through Alabama, pick up some spanker jig, swim jigs. I love them They're I would say they're kind of similar to like a hack attack jig. They got a pretty good hook on them, but the head's a little different. They're yeah. freaking phenomenal. I've had like, I think last year was the first year. It's like I had more big fish come on that than a frog. So, hmm. but so check them out. Yeah. We there's appreciate a, y'all there's coming a booth in. there. There's a booth there that has uh, these buzz baits that I always get, and that's uh, the red like, ones. Uh, they got different colors. He's ones, got the, the all black ones and the red metallic ones. Is that the guy you're talking about? Orange packaging. Yeah, and he's yeah. got like uh, the trocar hooks on them. Uh, yeah, they're good stuff. He, they make a bunch of good stuff. Like I used to get all my drop shot weights from them. I used to their black and red buzz bait thing is noisy, and I love it. Yeah, they come it, like squeaking right out of the gate. I, I so. swear he he like sets them up and just puts a giant chop fan in front of him and just lets them <laughs> yeah. spin for a few days before he sells them. Because they do. They they sound like they are worn the hell out, which is what you want on yeah. a buzzbait. But they sound yeah. rough right right out of the gate. 
Yeah, if I didn't stuff. if I didn't have so much confidence in the accent buzz baits now, I'd probably. I mean, I still use them for nighttime. I like his yeah. for nighttime. Um, but they they don't know what running. it is. It's the, that's the only ones I can catch fish on like consistently. So I'm always and throwing for, that one for anybody in the market. I think cash and rods is going to be there again. They had a pretty good yeah. booth last year. I bought. I, I'm with Dobbins, but you know just like being with any other company, you never know how good what you have is until you trust other stuff. So I, yeah, I like throwing a drop shot and he, not many people have like designated like pro series drop shot rods, you know, and John Cruz had one. Uh, yeah. Cruz one. Yeah. I bought that one. Really cool. Not really my jam. Um, they make a lot of good stuff. Yeah. I mean, nobody's complaining about cash and I just, that, I look for very like different things out of a drop shot rod than most people. And yeah, it was one of those, it was such a good deal. I had to try it. So, <laughs> so that being said, if anybody's looking for a John Cruz cash and drop shot rod, your boy has got one in perfect condition. That's been used like five times. Hit, hit me up. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we, we hope to see everybody in. there. Um, if we don't see you there, we hope we see you at the Delt hollow stop coming up. Still don't have the yes, graphic sir. up on this. I'm gonna have to remind Brian to put it up here. Um, but that that's coming up. Double dip, fish with CTKA, fish with us. We'll have prizes and food and beer and all the goodies. Uh, but until yeah, then, good time. We will see everybody next week. It's been another great show here on the Reel Down, and we will see y'all later. Peace. Good stuff. See ya. redneck on these fish this is like high-tech cane pole fishing right here from the white sandy beaches to the crystal blue waters enjoy the best fishing panama city beach has to offer during chasing the sun sundays at 9 30 a.m eastern on waypoint tv the destination for outdoor entertainment Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue, brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors. Every Monday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.